Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s Cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another riveting episode of 902-1OMG. Hello. I'm Tori Spelling with the amazing Jenny Garth and Sissany. Hi, ladies. Hi. I thought we were only using first names. Oh, that's right. Mm rewind hi i'm tori this is jenny and of course Sisney. <laughs> hi everybody hi how's hi. y'all's week going it's going don't sound so excited jeez i know don't you guys agree mamas like when you have kids it's just there's no weekends <laughs> it's just there's i don't know it just happens there's holidays you we mark things by holidays, birthdays, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of birthdays, Stella had a birthday. Oh, Their my goodness. daughter turned, what, 13? 14. 
13. 13? And this is, yeah, this is what you warned me about. Mm. You said, Uh-oh. just wait. Just wait till they become teenagers. And I think you meant girls because you got girls. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know anything about boys. It's so. happening. It's happening. Oh, send her to me. Send her to me. Oh, she wouldn't like that. <laughs> she because because from afar, she thinks you're just the best mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm not like Aunt Jenny's the best. But imagine a week in your house. <laughs> I remember when we were shooting our movie, our, our movie, our show in Canada. And one time you um, had me take Stella home early and like we had dinner together and hung out and watched yeah. a show together. She she was I, she didn't really know what to do with me. <laughs> she was like <laughs> kind of scared and kind of defiant at the same time. Kind of like, I'll do whatever I want. You're not the boss of me. But she liked me too. She loves you. Do you remember when <laughs> Liam and Stella were younger and you had them over for a sleepover? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. What happened? When? What house? <laughs> okay. Uh, what house? You, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what house you were in. How old? What house? Were uh, it was when we were doing Mystery Girls. Okay, so and been, and Liam and yeah. Stella wanted a sleepover with Fiona. They were young. <laughs> it was like what six years ago, um, <laughs> and you had them all over, and you gave them their first turkey dog. Because we're meat eaters and you gave them and they don't eat healthy. So they probably were like, what do you got? And you're like, uh, turkey dogs. I don't know. They had their, and, and somehow Liam got his foot closed in the, right. remember? In the trampoline? In the pull out couch. Oh, 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 it was a trampoline. We had the same thing. Couch. So yeah. Same spring. It, trampoline. Had, Why did it stuck yeah. in, the, in the trampoline springs? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That was a. So I did a good job. I did it. I was great with them. <laughs> they had the best time. And then you were like, you had the worst sleep. You got to set really tired because you were like, I knew like all night. I was just like, I'm so I feel responsible for her kids. And I just like all night I kept like waking up like, are they OK? And you kept checking on them. And that's why I love you. Yeah. Oh, we should have another sleepover. It'd be a little different now that they're teenagers, though. Oh, my goodness. They would just want to game and play on their phones and so was it a happy right next you have a party what would you guys do nothing yet because i was working so i wasn't with her during the day we went for sushi at night but she wants she's obsessed okay you guys so she's obsessed with harry potter and um do you know who tom felton <clears throat> is duh oh really he's we've already had this conversation he's malfoy we didn't have this. Oh my god, we totally talked about Did this. Did you have it on the podcast? On the podcast. I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I remember not really knowing who it was. I'm ben so either. excited right now that I remember something and you don't. Yay! Oh my god, you guys! Thirty years later, she wins. She wins the prize of finally <laughs> remembering wins. something she first before me. Harry Potter okay. character. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, wait. We had this conversation. What did I say? You that said she's that obsessed, she's with, obsessed him? with him, and that you were going to get her a cameo. <laughs> my life sorry <laughs> mm, my life i can't believe yeah but i can't because it's, it's six hundred dollars tom felton's what? charging for for a, a 45 second cameo and i understand he's a big big star but oh, that's a lot him. 
I mean, go on Instagram and try DMing him and see if you can work out a deal. You guys, I'm pathetic. I DM'd him. <laughs> oh, she's already I went on that. Okay. I contacted Cameo and they were like, we'll ping his, because he's the European team. We'll ping them, the international team. They, uh, no response to the ping. And then wait, wait, uh, I DM'd him. What's a ping? I don't know. It's, it's like, like the a, new version of slide into my DM. Like uh, now, now just it's like ping me. Instead of hit me, it's ping me now. Is it maybe just on the app cameo? Ping me, baby, one more time. So it's I can't keep up. From the cameo. You only ping someone on a cameo. Oh, no. I think it's other things, right, sis? Like I don't know. You can don't ping on Instagram. I've no, not like on Instagram. A lady, a lady on the golf course say, I'll ping you. And I was like, oh, with the See? golf club? I don't know no, it's mean. it's different platforms. You ping, I, I can't keep up. But yeah, so I DM'd him. I pinged him. I've done everything except like flash my boobies and pray for that he'll like whoops that might that get was... his attention <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know what to do i'm very i'm very sad about it we'll just get her some get her a, oh my daughter was into harry potter for a second like a, a year ago and into him really yeah mm-hmm. and like she has a oh we should do this one of her friends had a blanket made for her with his face on it Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a good oh, gift. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, she sleeps oh, with it every night. And you know where the blankets are made with faces because you've done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask you after. I love giving um, those as a gift. Yeah, but we're going to Universal Studios to Harry Potter World. Fun. Yeah, next week. Anyway, Tom Felton just got way too much airtime. Let's move on. <laughs> She's <laughs> pissed at him. <laughs> so mad. Six hundred dollars. Well. That is a lot. Well, let's talk about the episode, shall we? Shall we just get right into it for a minute? Because we have do it. some exciting yes. things in store a little bit later. But we are moving on to episode seven of season two, Camping Trip, air date August 29th, 1991. Synopsis, the gang decides to take an end of the summer trip to Yosemite, but an unexpected downpour of rain strands them next to a couple of newlyweds who seem to be going through a storm themselves. Directed by Jeffrey yeah. Melman, written by the lovely Karen Rosen and Darren Starr. Starring us. <laughs> Go through the whole cast. <laughs> Could you imagine if we read all the names of all the <laughs> actors in the show? We would that would be over. Our podcast Jason Priestley as Brandon Walsh. <laughs> Let's read the list of all of our fellow castmates who have not come on our podcast. Okay, <laughs> starting with Jason Priestley, followed by Shannon Doherty, Ian Ziering, Luke Perry, obviously, Brian Austin Green, Carol Potter. Oh, no, she was. Jane oh, no, Zackhouse. Right. We haven't had Jane Zackhouse either. No. Uh, we have to have your crush, your man crush. I can't wait to see him. Oh, my gosh. We got to do that sooner than later. Just as a gift to you <laughs> so this episode and, and gab obviously we skipped gab oh, gab's yeah, been on because she's been on and i remembered gab who said last week the slap was real oh, hello that's right the slap we buried from, that headline from episode six past so wait, yes. you, how did this come about you texted her she confirmed what happened uh, she confirmed. She said it was real. And she learned a lot on that show uh, because what she thought 
she said she went into it thinking like, you know, it's not real or you discuss it, but there was no discussion. <laughs> and then it happened and it was very real and very hard. What? And she learned a lot on that show. And then I said, ooh, can you tell more? And she said, Mm-mm, not <laughs> on the podcast, but I'll tell you and Jen in real life. <laughs> I cannot believe it wasn't discussed. And it was That's real. shocking. Yeah. That's- yeah. Oh, and a fan reminded us that you had a slap on the show. Vanessa Marcel slapped you. Oh, mm. good to know. In a later episode. Do you remember? No, we haven't gotten to that episode. I haven't watched it. I have no idea. I know. I it's know. just, it, we're talking about slaps. Yeah, you'd think I remember something like that. Maybe but, when you see it, it'll jog your memory. I and so. I wonder if you guys discussed it. I hope so. I hope it comes back to me. (laughs) (laughs) The slap. This episode starts out with, I love the whole casual friendship vibe that is like brewing at the Walsh, at Casa Walsh, before we all depart on our Yosemite adventure. Everybody seems so happy and excited and, and it's so cute how you're overpacked and Steve's busting you. He's like, is He's like a travel Nazi with a poofy hairdo. Like he's really, (laughs) his hair was higher than I've ever seen it in this episode. And shocking that I was overpacked because I don't do that in real life. No, no, right, Right, BFF? Do I? That's funny. Not at all. I don't know how you actually get your suitcases zipped, closed. I don't know how that ever happens. It takes more work to to zip my suitcases than it does for me to get into my three pairs of Spanx daily. Like literally, I it's so much, I'm sweating afterwards. I'm <laughs> sitting on it. I have my kids sit on it. It's hard. And he, he yanks out the the shoulder pads of all things. Those he's like, <laughs> you don't need shoulder pads at Yosemite. And I was and like, I'm like right. do you those aren't a- shoulder pads? <laughs> That's B before BBJ. Yes, BBJ. Oh, it was. Oh, instead of PBJ, BBJ. <laughs> yeah. Not a sandwich, people. Nope. Yeah, so they so they, uh, they hit the road and they sing their songs and it's so cute. And I'm really glad that Dylan goes along with them on their trip. Yeah, me too. Then they get to the cabin. The cabin. So, you know, they were like, mm, we don't have it in the budget to film it. Yosemite. So we're going to stick them in a cabin and we're going to make it work. There's a reason. There's a rainstorm. And then we're going to film it on a set. Okay. So they built, do you remember, did they build those cabin sets on our stages? They did. They did. did. And for some reason, I just remember, I can picture right now, it was really hot in that cabin. And we were supposed to be really cold. (laughs) It was so hot. And we were all in there for, we filmed those scenes like an entire day. That was maybe the least fun ever was that. Really? It looked fun. We, I, I I know I wanted to be, well, they were all kind of turning on each other at one point. It was like, what are the flies for a minute? Like, Hmm. it happens after a long drive. yeah, Yeah. They were a little cranky. They were a little soggy. They didn't have any good snacks, no alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> which doesn't sound fun. Um, Andre was <laughs> super afraid of the spider and she was really cute about that. Yeah, it was interesting that Brenda just went into action. 
None of the boys offered to help. It was Brenda who went to kill the spider. You know, she uh, she was giving off some some mom vibes, like Carol Potter vibes, taking care mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. This episode, right. she was momming it yeah. up. You're right. But you know what? What? I saw the boom three times. Oh I my saw god, it once, you and you I did. felt like I was I was catching a prize. Yes, yes, I thought Good of job. you instantly. Woo, woo. Yes. I want to know the when you guys see the boom. Everybody always write in and tell me because it's my obsession now. Three times. Obsession. I never okay, even so looked. I, only I don't the care. Vending machine. Yes, the vin- it was in the vending machine. And then it was in one of the cabin scenes with the couple. <sighs> Just dipping right in there. They were standing in front of the fireplace, Brenda and Dylan, I think. And the, and the couple was, they were talking to the couple. Okay. So, okay. so if you guys see this. You, you can't tell me in editing when they watch this so many times that they don't see it. Is it like, oh, we can't go back and reshoot. That would cost too much or or what? What do you think it is? You I, must see I it. I mean, I don't, I, you know, because when you're moving so fast on a show, you're, you're only <clears throat> printing sometimes one take, sometimes two takes, right? And this, maybe they don't have another shot that it's not in. Or that's well that's good. now you can now you have like programs on your computers that you could zoom the image in and essentially crop it out of the scene if you needed to. But did you have that type of stuff back in the nineties? Oh, that's I expensive mean, no. though, right? Shot by shot to do that. And and yeah. for the record, if you're listening, if if you're listening, if you happen to be listening <laughs> to this, print. Tell them print means that you got the take. You're happy with the take. You're moving on. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you stop waving your long fingers? I knew you were about to say that. Why you know what? You're pointing your nails at us. Ooh, Ooh they're, they're vicious. Pretty. They're good, right? They're very they're pretty. Fancy. But not too fancy, but super long they're and really pointy. Long and point- they look dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Anywho, sorry. Yeah, I try distracted. to get contacts on with these. Just try. <laughs> I was I, thinking no. other things. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the husband and wife duo were super cute, the newlyweds. But they was, were. I thought it was a little creepy when when um, <laughs> Brandon and Andrea were sitting in there talking to them, and all of a sudden he like gets on top of her on the couch and like starts basically very awkward. Yeah, yeah was, why? Why was that in there? Just to like throw some some stuff. Andrea Brandon like oh, could have been us. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe at all. I thought Andrea was cute, though. She looked like she needed, like, some popcorn. She wanted to watch the show. They came in to look for extra firewood, and they, they're they on their honeymoon. They go, we're about to make a toast. Why don't you join us? <laughs> yeah, because that so would happen. Awkward. Because <laughs> they're nice. That's, that's what nice people do. They're all inclusive. Would you but- do that? Yeah, because I would feel the pressure to, but oh, I wouldn't no, I'm want so to. Anti. I'd be like, here's your wood. Bye. Yeah. Our honeymoon, we didn't talk to another person for one week. Like, we literally just the people at the restaurant. Yeah, but if you, I mean, they're all kind of there. On my first yeah. honeymoon, I'm just remembering. Yes. On my first honeymoon, I did make a friend in the pool. And? And, and? and they're still they're still a friend. Oh, really? really? I'm not still married to that man, but I'm still with a friend. <laughs> what? Wait, where did you go for your first honeymoon? I don't remember. Hawaii. Maui? Somewhere. I don't remember which island, but I remember <gasps> meeting a guy in the pool. 
Wait, you met a guy in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do I know this friend? I don't know. He lives in, in Slow, in San Luis Obispo. His name's Chris uh, uh, of McKiernan Law. Maybe uh, anybody needs a lawyer. Wait, was was Dan pissed yeah. that you were talking to a guy? What? No, he was like, hey, let's have a beer. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Okay, oh so God. this is, yeah, right up your yeah. alley then. At first I thought he was hitting on me, but then it was like, he just wanted to be friends with oh. all of us. Like, we just, we just, oh my friends. God. It, and it, it actually improved our honeymoon. We had a better time because we made friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just you saying. should have known that was a problem. Yeah, red flag, but, red flag. But you knew that before you married him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we have a special guest coming oh, on wait, pretty soon. Can, can I just tell you about one more part of the episode that I'm dying to yes. talk about? Okay, so we're, I'm watching it, and my husband comes home from work last night at like 11. And it's the scene with um, when Brandon and Dylan decide to go on a hike. Oh, Yeah. And he was like, wait, what's going on? Is this the prequel to Brokeback Mountain? I'm, I don't understand what's happening. Like he was so, he was like, what is about to happen? He didn't understand at all. And I said, no, they're just, they're going on a friend hike up to the top of the mountain. But anyway, I, I just needed to talk a little bit about the stunt doubles and the, and the hanging off the cliff part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was hanging for a long time. And what? Like he was really strong. Like with that one hand, he yeah. pulled himself right up. It was still suspenseful for me as a fan, though. <laughs> like just watching it again, I'm just like. <gasps> I remember as a teen watching. I I watch this episode and watching it. I was just like, <gasps> I was so excited. Like the, that friendship. I was just like, yes, really, yeah, yeah. Well, they were so. It cute was like together, a big but- deal. It, they, they're just so handsome and they look so perfect in every shot that I think he got yeah. a little weirded out that he thought, oh, this, this is getting weird. But I, this, the stunt doubles made me laugh so hard that they're, they're little wigs and. Wait, I did not notice the stunt double. Really? You, no. you didn't notice this. So I was wondering, like, if you don't know that there's a stunt double, then you just don't notice. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't know. And I didn't notice. It didn't even cross my mind. Why would they need a stunt devil? It was just, I imagine it wasn't real, like real, real cliff. There was a, a couple of shots where they definitely used stunt doubles. Like looking <laughs> down, looking up at the mountain and seeing him hanging there. That was stunt double. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really thought it was crazy when, when <laughs> Dylan was trying to help him, but he kept knocking off those big rocks right onto his head. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not helpful. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This was the first time uh, we ever did. I'm not sure how we did it because we didn't really have cell phones back then with cameras. This is the first time, oh, that uh, it was always Ian that organized it, showed us how to do this shot where we put a camera on the bottom and we all stand and look down at it in a group. Do you remember those shots we used to do, pictures? Uh Uh-uh. I, I just I know remember. that we would never do that now with that angle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> Maybe overhead we could all look up at it. That would be better now. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ian used to be like, guys, guys, watch this and put it on self. It was like a camera on self timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, we would all like link arms in a circle and all look down and have a shot. And it's the first time on the camping trip that we actually did. Oh, that's Does cute. it remind you of that when we're in the, in the huddle at the end? It did. Oh, that was good. Mm. That was good. Memories. Time. Yeah. 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 Speaking of good times. Oh. <gasps> Let's let's let the good times roll, sis. Tell uh, us what's up. Yeah, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we have Mel Silver, Matthew Lawrence, who plays Mel, David's father. So we actually reached out to him and we emailed him to come on. Actually, we'll read you the email when we come back because it's pretty like pretty direct. Um, and we'll come back with Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> Look, we all know that a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out. But if you feel like you are putting in the work, you could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body. Sonobello can help. Sonobello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs, or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle. But it is good to know that Sonobello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sonobello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com slash OMG. That's Sono. Bello, B-E-L-L-O dot com slash O-M-G. I'm sure you've seen the viral beauty products all over social media from Thrive Cosmetics, like the tubing mascara, you know, the one with the turquoise tube everyone is loving. I can be pretty picky when it comes to beauty products, and I'm a big fan of Thrive Cosmetics, especially because they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance, and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. And their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. Plus, I like how Thrive Cosmetics gives back. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. They have so many products to choose from. I love their brilliant eye brightener. Just apply some to the inner corner of your eye and it's like an instant eye lift, you guys. You can even use it as an eyeshadow. And they have 16 shades to choose from. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 20% off your first order. How would you like to upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices? With Quince, you can. Quince will transform the way you shop. They offer a range of high-quality items priced within reach. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I got some hoop earrings that I am loving and wearing every day. And I got a super comfy pair of slippers that you can feel the quality and the prices are so reasonable. It should be your shopping go-to. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, Sisney, tell us about the email that you got from Matthew. So we emailed uh, Matthew Lawrence to come onto the podcast, and this was his response. Hi, dot, dot, dot. I would love to, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'll change a couple things, dot, dot, dot. Anything to see those two, dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. <laughs> Thanks. And then all Aww. new lines, by the way. You know what? Like, I love dot, a guy enter. that loves the dot, dot, dot. Uh, I'm already that he just made. We point. love this man so much. You have no idea. All ten years, he was the highlight. Like when he would be on set, we would be so happy. Oh well, let's bring him in. He's in the radio. Yeah, let's not keep him waiting. <gasps> Matthew, look at you. Look at me. Don't look at me. Look at you too. <laughs> we want to look at you. No, 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 no. Where are you, Matthew? What are you doing? I am in Lexington, Kentucky, <gasps> um, and I am, for 12 years now, I am on ESPN radio here in Lexington. Wow. I'm a big radio guy now. I love I have a, that. I have a face for radio, so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Great yeah. voice. <laughs> oh, my husband's going to be so excited then. I'm sure he listens to ESPN radio constantly. Yeah, he does, but not mine. No. Are you a big sport? You know. You're a big sports guy? I My entire life. I, I didn't played, know that. Oh, yeah. I played uh, four sports, had basketball scholarship offers, all that stuff. And I've been very involved in sports my whole life. Wow. We, we probably never talked about that. 
probably that wasn't not. that wasn't our common like thread <laughs> no nobody nobody ever asked me the entire time i was on the show about me all you guys cared about was you that's all you cared about nobody ever said to me well what do you what do you like what you? Never. what do you <laughs> well, we thought you liked what we liked what do you yeah. mean we you were one of yeah. us in our minds it's so true I, though i did well, oh man before we were young before you were mel silver you were on a, you've done a lot on a lot of other shows snl duet lots of things over the course of your career and we were yeah. just talking off air about that you have a twin brother yes who is Older also an bro- actor yeah, he uh, it made for a really interesting part of our lives. Um, not only a twin, but identical twin. So uh, the first few years when we got out of college, I immediately went to acting school and he didn't. He, there was nothing about him being an actor. And for five years or so, he was the associate producer on Saturday Night Live, the original Saturday Night Live. He did all kinds of stuff. And then when their cast left, they all left, he went to L.A. And out of nowhere, I got a phone call one day and said, I'm coming to New York. I need to talk to you. And I said, "Okay." And he came and sat down with me and said, I'm going to be an actor. And I went, excuse me, (laughs) what? Uh Oh, and he um. He said it is something he'd always wanted to do, but because I was doing it, he didn't. And it was time to live his own life and all that crap that brothers say to you. You know, I didn't I didn't pay attention anyway. Um, but we went through a period uh, of almost five years where we didn't talk to each other. Because uh, he became an actor? Pretty much. Well, I think it brought up a lot of things about while we were growing up, also jealousies and all kinds. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. When you're in a business based on how you look (laughs) and you have somebody that looks exactly like you competing for jobs, it doesn't make for a really happy time, you know? Like you would be up for the same parts? Like, would you bump into him at an audition? It only happened happened a few times. And I think it's because our agents tried to keep away we were up for the same parts. We didn't, they often scheduled us at different times. Um, but he oh was God. on a very successful show called not necessarily the news on HBO for I think six years. And we both auditioned the same day, the same time wow. for that. Wait, so and did I, he audition for, for Mel, the part of Mel on Anatolia? No, 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 no. 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 Okay. By good. that time, I was a much bigger star than he was, and but you know, <laughs> that, that never, wait, is he going to see this? Um, uh, no, he didn't. And I'll. Do you want me to tell you about Mel now? Yeah, tell us about Mel. Well, wait, wait. I I have one question. Did he okay. get stopped? He must have. Once you became famous as Mel Mel Silver, I know you already were, but as Mel, like, did he get stopped? And people were like, "Oh my God, is David Silver's dad?" Well, you know what? It's it's really interesting. It's a it's great that you asked that, Tori, because the worst part of it all was when he was on not necessarily the news, I still was I wasn't working. I didn't have a regular job like he did. And people knew him 
and people would come up to me all the time mm. and say, I love not necessarily the news. Mm -hmm. And I would go, that's not me, it's my brother. And when I was on, say, duet for three mm -hmm. years on Fox, people would come up to him and go, duet's my favorite show. And the first time, it would happen 10 times in a night if you were out. And the first time you just say, that's not me, it's my brother. And by the 10th time, you're yelling at the person. I mean, you're, it, you get it, you're angry, but, and that happened a lot for a long time. And it was, it was really hard. It was really hard for both of us. And just to wrap this us up, you'll love this. At the time he was living, there was a very famous director named Brian Gibson, who directed Poltergeist and a whole bunch of things. And Brian lived in a mansion up in the hills and Mitchell lived in Brian's house. He had his own wing of this castle he lived in. And um, Mitchell called me one day and he said we were, at that point, we were kind of cordial to each other, but still not friendly. And he called me and said, I have to come over. I need to talk to you. And he came over to my house. And it turns out that Brian was a very spiritual guy. He was into he was a Buddhist. He was into chanting and psychics and all kinds of stuff. He had a best friend in Florida that was a psychic, this woman. And he, Mitchell, my brother, went out to dinner with Brian and this woman. And she didn't know anything about Mitchell. Brian hadn't told her anything. She said to Mitchell, after about two minutes, you're a twin, aren't you? And Mitchell said, yeah, I am. And she said to him, don't you know you will never get anywhere in life by wishing bad things on your brother? Oh. And he said that to me. And we stood for hours in my kitchen, crying and laughing and talking. And from that day on, we decided we were going to work together. We were going to be, and he's been my absolute best friend in the world. This is a long time ago. Oh, um, so good, and it's been though. great up doing all kinds of things together. And it's been amazing. It's been oh, amazing. that's beautiful. But you still didn't yeah. answer. Did he get recognized as Mel Silver? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, he did. And he still does, actually. <sighs> it's funny. And he lives in uh, Conway, South Carolina, near Myrtle Beach. And it still happens to him. And I still, every once in a while, I get somebody that comes up to me in the grocery store and go, are you the guy that was on Not Necessarily the News? I would just say, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. And just call yeah, it a day. You know, that's I never thought of that to her. That's, that's what I should have done. <laughs> yes, aren't I great? Yes, that's what I should have done. <laughs> so I was telling them before the show, when we were super excited that you were coming on, I was like, oh. you know what, you guys? He was on a he was in a movie that is so iconic and I couldn't remember what it was. And Jen was like with Michael Pare Pare, I always say his name wrong. Michael yes, Pare. Uh Streets of Fire and I was like, "No, no, no, it's something else. It was Saint Elmo's Fire." Yes. And I never got the chance to talk to you about it because it wasn't until later when I watched it again with my kids. I was like, this is a movie from my generation. And I was like, oh, my God, Matthew. That's it. And I couldn't remember at the time. Yeah. Well, Michael Parade, the movie I was in with Michael was Eddie and the Cruisers, which is also 
it's like the biggest cult movie ever. But St. Elmo's Fire was a really amazing experience because now, again, it's the same thing with me. And this just hit me, you guys. So the success of 90210 and all of you and the success of the Brat Pack, all of them from St. Elmo's Fire, has to be because of me. (laughs) You you just realized. He's the link. Just hit me. Mm -hmm. I'm like the older actor guy who, I don't know, maybe mentored all of you. I don't know. We're all six degrees from Matthew Lawrence. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. But working on that film was incredible. And um, I played Demi Moore's gay next door neighbor and uh, worked with Joel Schumacher, who was one of the iconic directors of all time. Um, Just an incredible person. And to this day, uh, Andrew McCarthy is one of my best friends. I just did a big, a huge, he came out with a book that he wrote called Brat. That is a huge Hmm. deal right now. I have to read that. Amazing, incredible book about his life and he's a great writer and i just did a uh, virtual book sale thing with him uh we met on saint elmo's fire and to this day we're still you know he's one of my absolute best friends and i have you know just talking about this stuff i have been so blessed in my life with the people that i have met like i actually i can't believe i'm sitting talking to the two of you because you two are two of my, have always been two of my favorite people in the world. And um, I'm a sap. I'm, I'll tear up if <laughs> I watch dog food commercials and I tear up. Um, but like mm-hmm. looking at your face, Jen, and your face, Tori, I ju- it does something to me that I'm just incredibly grateful. Incredibly grateful. Well, we feel the same way about you. That always you know, have. Uh, Tor, I don't know if you remember this, but this is an example of if I can tell this short story real quickly. When I was doing the show, probably the third or fourth year, I was sharing a house with uh, some friends of mine on Mulholland Drive up in the hills. And for the summer, they sw- swapped houses with a family from Edinburgh, Scotland. And this family came over and they had a 16 year old daughter and I went out in the driveway when they pulled up to meet them and this 16 year old girl couldn't breathe when she saw that I was living at this house because 90210 was you know what it was all over the world and about a week later I said to her tomorrow morning meet me at my car eight o'clock you're coming to the set with me. I'm going to take you to work. Mm-hmm. And I brought her in and we went into the makeup trailer. She couldn't, she was having panic attacks. She was so, oh. she couldn't believe she was there. I mean, think about it, a 16 year old from Edinburgh. And we went into the makeup trailer and you were in there. And I introduced her and I, I told you, and I think Brian might've been in there that she was from Edinburgh, Scotland, and she was visiting the house. And you said, you were finished with makeup. You said, 
okay, we'll see you later. And you took her by the hand and disappeared with her and took her to all the sets and took had people <laughs> take pictures with her in the peach pit and in different places. Aww. It was one of the most amazing days of her life. I mean, I haven't seen her since that summer, but I know she will never forget that. And I never forgot that about you. Um, anyway, all right. Thank you. She's a good egg, that Tori. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to just ask you, you know, like questions about Mel and your time on the show. And yeah, obviously we uh, all formed really strong bonds with you. I think Tori, myself, Brian, and of course, Anne, yeah. who played yeah. Jackie, worked yeah. with you the most. Mm-hmm. Um. But we just wanted to ask you, like, what did you, did you, how did you come about getting the role of Mel and, and how did you like the character? You know, the, the funny part is at that time, this is how the actual call went. And I just, as I just saw both of you with Larry and Chuck and Peter on their wonderful thing that they're doing, um, I think Chuck corrected me. I got a call from my agent and he said, they want to talk to you about uh, playing a, a father on 90210. And at that time, this was during the first, I think at the beginning of the second year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the show was not very popular, as you remember. There right. were a lot of people didn't have Fox in their right. houses. And I had never really seen the show. And I said to my agent, I don't think I want to do that. It's a show about some high school kids or something. I don't, I don't think I want to. And he said, you've never played a father before. It'd be really good for you. Just go talk to them. And I went in and I sat down and I met with them and I didn't even know whose father I was going to play. And when they, mm-hmm. I asked, they said, Brian Austin Green. I think Brian was maybe 18 at the time or nine, maybe 18, maybe yeah. four, four years or five years before that I had done. Do you remember a show called circus of the stars? <laughs> yeah. I had done, she was on it. I had done that show the, the year that Brian was on. It. What was your act? I walked the high wire. <laughs> Did you wear tights? Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and can we see a picture? Not all, I'll send you pictures. Not only tights, but a big frilly shirt that was open down to here. And I was I was very funny, actually. I, I think I might remember this. Routine. Okay. Anyway, I got very friendly with Brian. He was a little kid. He was like 13 or something. He was on Knott's Landing, I believe, mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And with his mom. And we rehearsed for weeks for that thing. Anyway, when they told me it was to play Brian's father, I said, absolutely. Okay. I thought it would be one, a couple of episodes or one episode. Or what I found out <laughs> from Chuck or Larry was it was kind of an audition, that first episode, to see how Anne and I 
got along. I mean, the way your character was introduced was so great. We just watched that episode recently. And it was so cheesy. Sitting behind it was her. so cheesy. And she, breaks she loved this. I love this so much. And you're like, sounds like you need a doc, a dentist or something. And there you were. Oh, my Lord. Mr. Cheeseball. There oh, I was. So good. Um, but it, that started. You know, that that one or two shows turned into nine years. Nine and, years. Um, I, I, I still can't believe it. And like I say, all the it's part of the of some of the greatest memories I have of my life. And I got a lot of great ones. I've done a lot of really amazing things. But as I said, that I'm sitting here talking to you, too, is just amazing to me. Amazing. And that show I mean, as you know, I, maybe four years in, I'm a big history buff. I got a chance to work in Germany. And I went over to, to what was used to be East Berlin. And there was, uh, it's called the Brandenburg Gate. Napoleon's armies marched underneath this thing. I couldn't wait to see it. And I went, took a cab, went by myself. And I'm standing there looking at this massive thing. And a bus of tourists pulls up, Swedish tourists in Berlin, Germany, about 30 of them. And they get off this bus and they start walking towards this thing. And one of them turns and sees me and goes, Beverly Hills. <laughs> and the whole bus comes running over. They could have cared less where they were. <laughs> Swedish tourists wow. in Berlin. And that's, you know, you stand there and you guys know this better than anybody, but you stand there and you just go, the the power of TV and the reach of all yeah. this stuff is, and you know, from how people talk about the influence you guys had on their lives growing up um, is pretty amazing. It's, it's really, really amazing. It is. It's something, isn't it? Yep something to be proud of you should you should be so proud because your character was so memorable and we you made such a lasting impression on each of us as just people not yeah. just on the show we all everyone yeah. loves you yeah well do you know i get i still get how could you do that what'd you do oh i got all of you drunk don't <laughs> you i mean don't, yeah. wait I in real still, life no <laughs> on the show <laughs> It wasn't your fault. It was like half a glass. Like it was a toast. What, Donna Martin? Thank you. And what I say to these idiots that say that to me is, first of all, I'm an actor. They give you a <laughs> script and you do what they tell you. That's first. Yeah. Number two, I didn't get them drunk. We made a toast. I left. Steve came running back in and grabbed the champagne <laughs> and disappeared. It wasn't even real champagne. It's a 30 years later or however long it is. I still have to explain to people oh, like it wasn't, wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, you you could flip it. You could say if it wasn't for me, there'd be no Donna Martin graduates. Like, hello. That's, yeah. That, there you go. I uh, still get I still get yelled at, too, because, you know, I had an affair with somebody when I had a three month old daughter or whatever that, you know, I'm like, yeah. excuse me. Hello. Not real. I'm an actor. Wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> if you weren't an actor, what what would you do? What what you what would you have been if you weren't an actor? Would you have been in sports? What a good question. It probably would have been something to do with sports. 
absolutely. I mean, sports has been the biggest, the, the way I got here, and I don't know if you know who this is, but in 1999, when I left LA, um, I just couldn't take living in LA anymore. And uh, I played in all these celebrity golf tournaments over the years. And in the early 90s, I met Coach K, who was the basketball coach at Duke. And he's a very big deal. And he was then too. And I was having dinner with he and his wife in 99 at a golf tournament. And I told him I wanted to leave LA. I was done. And he said, well, why don't you come work with me? And I said, what? He said, just come to Durham, North Carolina. I have an idea. So I sold all my stuff, drove to Durham with my mom. She flew out to LA. And he told me he wanted me to do radio for the Duke basketball team. So for 10 years, that's what I did. I sat right behind Coach K and for 10 years did radio for the Duke basketball team. That sounds like so much fun. It was incredible, uh, incredible. And then I got married. Uh, we had a young, two young sons. And my wife was from here, from Kentucky, from Lexington. And I was playing in a golf tournament here. And the guy that owns all these radio stations here offered me a job with ESPN radio. So we moved here mostly because of my wife and my boys. Right. That's how I got here. So sports is the answer to that question. How old are your kids now? Oh, my Lord. Uh, I'm really old. Tor. <laughs> you are not. Excuse me. I am really old. He is. He's really old. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> See, Jenny always told me the truth. <laughs> uh, I have a 17 and a 14-year-old. That's nothing. I got a 23-year-old, Matthew. Excuse me. I'm 71, Jen. <laughs> no, you're not. What? Yeah, Stop it. Yeah, I am. What? So You just blew don't, my don't mind. Compare me, don't compare me with you, Jen, with your <laughs> children. Okay? Wow. I know. You, you, are, I know. you are old. What the hell? <laughs> you look great. Oh, thanks. You yeah. look great Wait. for 71. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got to go backwards. I forgot to, I got to ask just one question about Saturday Night Live. Okay. I, I just want to know what that experience was like. Like, that's like one of my dreams. Like, can you just tell me what it was like to be on SNL? Well, it was, it was different than almost anybody else that has done it because our year, which was 1980, 81, was the first year of the new cast. It was when everybody left and we were the next. People hated us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so the whole experience was very different culturally mm -hmm. uh, from the way the show was run to everything about it. But for me personally, where do you get the experience of, even though not as many people watched, millions of people and you're doing live TV every week. Um, the three or four of the people on the show at the time, I absolutely loved. We were very close. Um, and the musical guests that we had, that was the best part of the show to me. Every Friday when they would do, uh, they would come out and do voice checks. 
Aretha Franklin, mm. James Brown, Prince, wow. uh, Debbie Harry. You had like a front row ticket. Wow. We would stand there, nobody in the studio. And and then when, the, of course, when they were, you know, doing their thing, Prince came out, nobody knew who he was. And he came out and did the weirdest song. <laughs> he was on humping the stage. He was at, I mean... And nobody knew who he was. And we were all I can. Eddie Murphy was on with with me that year. All I can remember is Eddie's that laugh that Eddie has just hysterical. And then, you know, when all of a sudden Prince hit, we went, wait, that's that guy that was on the show here. Um, Classic. I, and I have I have wonderful memories, like I said, of the people just like you guys. It's, it's so much about the people that you work with, as you know, I mean, um, it was an amazing experience, but it was weird. That year was definitely weird. You have the greatest stories, first of all. No, you have no idea. You have no idea, Tor. <laughs> I could spend hours just listening to your stories. And you know what? Jen and I have talked about this so many times, but it, it is one thing that we we regret. But when you're young, it is. You're self-involved. You're, it's about you and what's of going course. on. But if we, we've, this is numerous times this has happened. We wish we could go back and, and do a do-over and have gotten to know people on a different level. We've talked about that with Carol Potter. And yeah. because it's like we didn't know. And I'm sorry that we didn't ask you about you because listen to the stories you have. We would have been so blessed to hear these stories then. Yes, but uh, then I didn't have nearly as many stories as I do now, first. That's Second, true. I always say this about, your, you said that, so I'll say this about you. <laughs> I always talk about this because people ask me about you guys a lot. They always have and they always will. You grew up in a situation that nobody in the world grows up in. And for you back then, it's why I love the story about what you did with that little girl when she came. For you to be the person that you are is the most incredible thing in the world. It's not easy what, what all of you went through. I mean, nobody realizes to what it's like to be the most famous people when you're that young. You don't even know who you are yet. And everybody has these feelings about you and thoughts about you and criticisms about you. It's an almost impossible situation. And for, this is what I mean. For me to look at the two of you, I just spoke to Brian for the first time in 25 years. We talked for, sorry, a half hour. It was in what he's turned out to be after everything he's been through and you guys people have no idea how amazing that is they have no idea um you're such a blessing both of you to so many people so many thank you thank you wish we could hug you right now <laughs> oh boy do i wish that i'm gonna come out to la this summer can we see you I, I, I prompt we will get together and we'll have dinner. I'll tell you a bunch more stories that I can't talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> Look at that face on Jen. <laughs> we have we we before we end with you, we want to play. We do these rapid fire questions with people. <laughs> we do it oh, with boy. us because I know you'll be a hoot. Okay, okay. <laughs> hoot, Manny. Go, Sisney. Sisney's gonna give it to you. Sure, I've got them here. Okay, so favorite character on Nano Two and O. Go. Uh, besides Mel Silver, <laughs> you can say uh, Mel Silver. <laughs> you know what? No one's ever said themselves. <laughs> yeah, do it. Mel Silver. Yeah. Mel. Hell yeah. All right. Favorite cast member. Oh, I can't answer that. You no, can't, can't do that. I can't answer that. I'm sorry. All right. If you take the girls out. No. Then could you least favorite cast member? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with oh, you. Oh, I almost that almost jumped out. That's for when we get together and know. <laughs> okay, um, oh. I would say Brian. If I take the two of them out, I would say Brian. Okay. Now, if you had a favorite Nano Two and O couple out of all the couples that were morphed throughout the whole seasons, which one would be your favorite? Me and Jackie. Yes. There you go. Nice. Before I had the affair with the dental hygienist. <laughs> Got it. It happens. Yeah. Now, this is going to be tough for you, but if you had to kiss, marry, or kick to the curb one of the characters, who would it be? So you kiss a character, you marry a character, and then one of them you have to just throw away, basically. Okay. Th- I'm going to be real honest here. I would kiss Tiffany. Nice. Okay. Okay. Ooh. We didn't ever know this saying. about you. <laughs> no. I like it. She's very kissable. I get it. <laughs> I've done it. I love okay. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And who would you marry? Oh God. I uh see I can't say this. If we lived in Utah, I would marry those two. <laughs> perfect. That could be your answer. Sister okay. wives of Mel okay. Silver. <laughs> wait, wait. Sister you wives. you just created a, a, a new, new show. Okay, we got a show here. This is good. I like and it. And I imagine you probably don't want to kick anybody to the curb, but no. if you had to. All right. We won't make uh, you. We won't torture you. Okay. Thank you. Interesting. He went with the real life actors, not the, not the characters. <laughs> oh, I did, that never That's even fine. crossed my mind. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the characters? Easy. The, the, no, they're not easy. I still want to go with the real people. Oh. Well, you're, <laughs> you're the real deal. That's for sure. No. I did try. you ever get to keep anything from the show? Wardrobe or prop? Anything? I didn't, I didn't keep any props. I don't know what what kind of props my dental drill <laughs> yeah right yeah, not, no fun no fun no. this is a funny story that i told larry and chuck too real quick we got a script one time and it said mel is doing root canal on a patient in his office <laughs> and i said i can't remember who wrote it i said have you ever had root canal do you know what's involved in a root canal i can't fake that <laughs> they said, okay, well, what should you do? I said, give me one of those little mirror things, you know, that you look in somebody's mouth. How about I'm doing that in this, in this scene? <laughs> you, don't, you don't know how to give a root canal? What's wrong with you? No, I know I should. I had plenty of them. I should know how to do it. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to keep any props. I, I think I kept some of the wardrobe because my wardrobe was pretty nice. There. Snazzy, yeah. Except for the wedding pictures that, I keep seeing people keep watching the show and 
they text me with a picture of what mm. they just saw of our marriage. Mm. That tuxedo thing that I was wearing for the wedding. Of course, it was a long time ago. But I don't remember my that. The, my clothes, for the most part, were pretty cool. I'm sure I stole. I mean, I'm sure they gave me some of <laughs> some of them. <laughs> you taught us all the tricks. <laughs> Wait, were you on the new 90210? No. On CW? Okay. No. Which I always thought was kind of weird. because You and Jackie created one of the main characters, Silver. I, I was just going to say, on, It was Aaron was Silver, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what? I'm glad. I really am. I really, I, I want to be associated with our show. Mm. That's all. The OG. Yeah, yeah that's right. Loyalty is there. Yep. Aww. So, oh, Matthew, so we love nice you. talking to you. Yeah, <sighs> we love I you. love you guys more. Um, I really mean it. This has been a really tough year, obviously, for everybody. Yeah. And it's things like this that I can't tell you how this makes me feel inside. Just to not only talk to you, but to look at your two faces. Oh, so okay. thank you for thinking of me. Thank Big you. hugs. We Big always hugs think back. about you. and We love you. Love you. And I'll see and you we'll this see summer. We'll see you this summer. Okay. okay. Love Bye. you. Love you too. Peace. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. That just made me so emotional. I love that man he so much. So he was so awesome. good to me on that show. God. Yeah. <laughs> There were days, because, you know, we went through stuff off camera that was hard. And there were days that he was just so kind and made me laugh and hugged me and just. Mm-hmm. He was always so warm and. Yeah, he's a good person. Could just t- take a bad mood and make it better. Yeah. 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 It's one oh. of the good ones. Can't wait to get drunk with him this summer and hear some <laughs> juicy stories. <laughs> it's going to be so good. <laughs> maybe we'll let you guys know what happens well we'll let you get a tissue Tori and (laughs) we'll take a break and we will come right back look we all know that a healthy diet and regular exercise is key when it comes to feeling your best inside and out but if you feel like you are putting in the work You could just still use a little extra help getting rid of unwanted fat in stubborn areas of your body. Sonobello can help. Sonobello doctors use micro laser technology to help you lose fat in areas like your tummy, thighs, or even your arms. Nothing can take the place of a healthy lifestyle, but it is good to know that Sonobello offers ways to help you achieve the results you are looking for. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation, learn all about micro laser fat removal, and ask about their techniques to remove loose skin. Sonobello is running a great special right now, by the way. Visit sonobello.com slash OMG. That's sonobello, B-E-L-L-O dot com slash OMG. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, 
Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s crews will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the90scruise.com to book your cabin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you have a long to-do list and it's overwhelming to look at, you're not alone. Between work, family, and other responsibilities, the pressure can really take a toll on your well-being and especially your mental health. But therapy can be a great way to work through that stress and help alleviate the pressure we put on ourselves. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible, it's convenient, and entirely online. With BetterHelp, you can make time for yourself and talk to someone who can help you prioritize things that really matter. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist. Plus, you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 90210 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 90210. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, so let's get into fashion do's and don'ts. Who liked what? Who hated what? Tell me, tell me. This is a little bit of a fashion-less ap- episode, right? Like, well, it's it's just a theme. Everybody's kind of got that campy yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. So there was no, there were no like fashion standout moments. I just no. appreciated all of the camping. You work. know, D- Dylan in a jean jacket with a white t-shirt is just so classic. Perfect. That's that look, Dylan. That's it. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That's his look. The same and thing, sis, when I'm I was like, when I saw it. that, yeah, when I saw that scene of him, I was, I'm like, that, that works now. Yeah. Like it worked then, works now. And it was him. And that was just like, that's how you always remember Dylan McKay, that mm-hmm. white t-shirt and jean jacket. And his hair was, was just on point. Like both Brandon yeah. and Dylan's hair were like the best they've ever been. I think this is when they were like, where they realized it's all about her hair. <laughs> I know that scene of them before they went hiking 
I was just going back and forth, like looking at both of them and just their sideburns. And- Did you guys ever notice, Tori? I, I want to ask you this. Luke has a scar in his eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In his right eyebrow, I think. And mm-hmm. do you remember it becoming more prominent through the run of the show? Like early on, it wasn't as prominent. But I feel I like you're right. I remember the makeup lady, I think her name was Alex. Yeah. Was Alex did his makeup. And mm-hmm. I can't remember her cutting the hairs to like accentuate the, the scar. Smart. I yeah. I don't know whose idea that was, but. Do you remember why he had that scar? I don't. I don't remember why. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a smart move. That's like iconically yeah. part of him. So yeah. why not enhance it? Yeah. We'll keep good. watching it. It was the first time we wore, what, what were those boots? Like Doc Martens were obviously Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. The Timberlands with the slouch socks. Yes. Oh, that was a vibe. Yeah, I have those oh, if yeah. you're going hiking. Duh. You don't? You have to have those. Oh, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also if you're not going hiking, they were a fashion statement. Now. Oh. Now you can wear them with uh, just about anything. Yeah. Do, do you think I've ever hiked? Like I wore them all the time. <laughs> You're not a big hiker. <laughs> you know the answer to this. Like she's trying to rile me up. Just you checking. know. Just checking. We should go hiking sometime. Like never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lines from the show 9021. No, you didn't. I kind of said mine earlier. It was the newlyweds that said, do you want to come in for a toast? I like Dylan's line. My mom says my planetary alignment is in severe disarray. Which was setting the stage for his mom, who was mm-hmm. Stephanie Beecham. It's so iconic. In, yep. um, can I say my own? You know what they say. It takes two to tango. No, you tangle. said tangle. You said ta- takes two to tangle. Right. I miss, obviously, in Donna. True Donna form <laughs> said the wrong line. Because the <laughs> Like, it is a term. Like, it takes two to tangle. Sorry. No. It takes two to tango. <laughs> Whatever. I am Donna Martin. It's okay. Clearly. I still can't get it right. Clearly. You know what it means? You know what they say? It takes two to tangle. <laughs> uh-huh. I like it. All right. We have a few listener questions. This one's from Christine. I have heard that sometimes in the entertainment world, you are surrounded by yes people. Have either of you experienced this? And did you know they would do whatever you asked? Does this cause problems in other relationships in real life? Did any of your other castmates have yes people? And did they use this to their benefit? Oh, they want you to call some people out as well. A lot of questions in that one question. There's a lot of questions in these questions. I yeah. mean, I've noticed that too. They, get, they pack them. They're chock but full like, of I questions. one chance. Yeah. Definitely. I think actors... That's what happens. And especially when you're young, at least from my perspective, and I, I, Jen, I know you feel the same way. Like, you know, they're, you don't know that they're doing whatever you want. You think it's like, oh, I have all these new friends and they always just want to do what I want to do. And we just get along so well. It's like we, we want the same thing. And it's not till you look back on the situation. You're like, oh, but the yes people, it's not always to your advantage because mm-hmm. usually the yes people are also the clingers. They're, you know. Yeah, not only that, but like it sets you up for failure later in your life because reality check there's not a lot of yes people out there you know mm-hmm. and and as you as I, i've grown up and and like 
experience different things, I kind of expect people to go along with whatever I want, but that's not necessarily what they want. And so it kind of sets you up to be like, uh, to have a harsh reality check later in life because the people around you that truly love you are not going to be yes people. They're going to be honest people. That's true. And also it's those yes people that also, we've talked about this before, when you're out and having fun, you're like, oh, they like to eat what I like to eat. They like to go to the places I like to go. They're also the first to go to the bathroom or like go out to get their cars when the check comes. Like, there's a reason Gosh, they're just. I can't people. believe that happened. You're paying for it. <laughs> oh. Well, Mitchell is asking uh, you said your personal life's changed because of your 90210 celebrity status, but what about your professional ones? Like, were there people around you who really came through or let you fall hard when you didn't expect them to? And what about career choices during and right after the original run? Would you choose to go in the same direction now or would you change things up? Are we sure it's Mitchell? What if it's Michelle or Michael? I thought it was Michelle, but there was no E at the end. So, Mikkel? Maybe it's Mikkel. (laughs) Well, M, this is for you. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to go back and say, I wish things had gone differently or what would I have done if it was different? But... I feel like, I, I mean, our paths just sort of presented themselves before us and you sort of take advantage of what comes your way and, and make your decisions based on what's kind of, what are your options right in front of you. And I mean, I know that right after the original run of the 10 years of the show, when we did our finale it took a minute for me to get my feet back under me and decide what I wanted to do next. Like, what what do you do after that? And and who's going to hire you to play a different role? Because everybody identifies you with what you've just played for 10 years on a super popular show. So it was about sort of waiting for the right thing to come along for me and being sort of selective. And I'm kind of like that now. Like, I don't like to work. Like, it takes a lot of incentive to get me to leave my house to go work. I love what I do. I love acting and I love like telling stories and, and helping and like giving people emotional journeys. Like I love that, but I hate to leave my house. So how old were your girls when the show wrapped? I think I only had one. Yeah, I definitely only had one. Oh, you one. only had one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she was still she was little, little. Like t- one or two probably. And did it ever cross your mind to just like, I just want to maybe be a mom for a few years or, or did you want to jump right back into something? Well, that's the only thing I knew how to do. So like I was, I had to pay the bills. Like I, you know, I had created all through this 10 years, a lifestyle that certainly was not something that I had come from. It's something that was created by the show and, and the industry. And so I had to keep up the lifestyle, you know, and and pay for the house and pay for the cars and pay for the kid, you know, all the things you have to do when, mm-hmm. when, you, when your life starts to roll like that. So then, yeah, you just want to work. When the show ended for me, I really wanted to do comedy. That was my thing. Cause that was like Donna's thing. You know, everyone, you know, Jen was so, I mean, she's hilarious. Like obviously now she does amazing comedy at the time. You were known for being like, Drama Such a dramatic <laughs> actress. Yes. Yeah. And I never felt like I could find my thing. And and that was my niche was like the comedic moments. So when the show ended, 
um, I did a deal with Fox to develop my own sitcom. And I was super excited. And it was the first time it was in front of a live audience. And um, it was the creator that went on to create Family Guy. Like, it was like a big deal. And I was like, oh, all I knew was a successful TV show, right? It went on for 10 years. Did the pilot. I was like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to be on a sitcom. I'm a sitcom actress. I'm going to be funny and it's going to go on for 10 years. And it didn't get picked up. So that was like a harsh reality because it was like you're on such a high and you're like, it's just going to go right into something else successful. And that didn't get picked up. And then after that, it was like back to auditioning. It was like, whoa, reality check. You know, you can go from a hit show and then have nothing and have to You've climbed that mountain and just you have to start all over again. Wow. That was, that was a big deal. But it helped turn me into what I think I'm a hustler. Like I was just like, okay, let's – okay, here I go. I'm back out auditioning every week and just let's do it. I wish that I had had sort of more of a plan. Like it, your question, would, would would you change things up? Would you go in the same direction now? I wish that I had some sort of a, a plan, you know? Like a business plan mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of <laughs> how I wanted yeah. to run my corporation. You mean like, like created more things off of the buzz and the hype of what 90210 was and like your... Mm, your f- not necessarily, oh. but just like I wish I knew what I wanted to do. Like I never even wanted mm-hmm. to be an actress. Like I didn't know I wanted to be a 90210. I didn't know I wanted to be a mom. mom my, my life has just sort of always unfolded in front of me and I kind of go with it. But the, I wish if I could go back that I was like the person that said, I'm going to go to business school. I'm going to learn to do this. I'm going to create my own company. I'm going to have a fortune 500 situation. I'm going to have a yacht. Like (laughs) I wish I had a plan for my career. You still can. Do you feel like (laughs) anyone on 90210 had that plan, like a plan in place of what was next and like mapped it out strategically? I mean, I think if, if anyone had those conceptions, I don't know if they played out the way they wanted them to, because mm-hmm. I think after the, after, after any show ends, an actor has that natural time where they have to kind of reinvent themselves or, you know, take a breath and, and, and change gears a little bit. I think all of us kind of experience that in our own way. It's, it is interesting, though. We were so young. But, like, now, like, if Jen and I suddenly had, like, a 90210 right now, we would know to be like, okay, what's the big picture? What's the merch stitch? What, you know, what are, what are the, <laughs> yeah, what's the that's spinoff? What yeah. We would be rolling. Hell, yeah. <laughs> we would, like, own private island. 90210 bathing suits. Oh, 90210. <laughs> we would be, we would have our own airplane or something. Yeah, we would. We would have our faces wrapped on everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was all this like 90210 merch back in the day, even during the show. Did you guys get a no. cut of that? No. Was, no. 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 Oh, my gosh. It was all your faces. No. Oh, that no. angers me. It should. Wow. <laughs> like we said, we would do it all very different. Yeah. Yeah. The contract negotiations would have taken longer <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a jam-packed show, you guys. This is a good episode. That was fun. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. What's next? What's our next episode? Wildfire. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> is there fire involved? Is it wild? <laughs> no, I just remember the title. Oh, okay. 
Well, I'm excited to watch it. I hope you guys are too. I hope you liked our chat with Matthew Lawrence. We did. We sure had a good time. Amazing. He's very sweet. He loves you girls so much. We love Lots him. of love. There's so much love on our show with all the all the moving parts. A lot of love. Crew, cast, everybody. So we're really happy to be here with you guys every week. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. We love see you ya. guys. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on The 90s Cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.